Close your eyes for just a second and think back to your middle school days. Do you have a best friend or a group of friends that come to mind when you reflect back? This week, in the middle of it all, I'm going to be talking about friendships and how they evolve and change throughout the school year. So let's go ahead and get started. Have you ever felt that we are losing young people to the world around them and that they have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing him? And did you know that all young people are at risk for something? That's why I want to welcome you to the Jesus is my hashtag podcast, where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. I'm your host, Deb Schroeder. Join me weekly for encouragement, resources, and strategies to assist you in helping young people make Jesus their hashtag. Welcome back to our special series, In the Middle of It All, where I share observations about young people from subbing at a local middle school. At the time of this recording, we have only 15 days left in the school year. I don't know if you could tell, but I'm a little excited. I have seen a lot of things throughout this year. But friendships are one thing that has been interesting and sometimes difficult to watch. Friendships matter to young people in these middle school years. Friends are the people who see them, know them, and care about them. Friends are the ones that students look for when they walk into a classroom or in the cafeteria. They're the ones who get that young person and can help make a difference for how their day goes. Friends are the young person's people. Middle school can also be a confusing place because every single young person is figuring out who they are, what they believe, what they know, and who they want to become. And these middle school years are really the start of a little more independence and responsibility. Let's also not forget the hormones that start to bubble up and sometimes bubble over. Middle school is not elementary school. Students aren't in the same classroom every day with the same teacher. That safety net of the same comfortable environment shifts. There's more moving around, different teachers, different students. In fact, in our district, several elementary schools feed into each middle school. So these students are faced with a whole bunch of new faces in a new place. Some students adapt well to this change and they embrace higher expectations of responsibility. Some students like that there are new faces and they're excited to make new friendships. Other students struggle with all these changes and they might even find themselves clinging to their current friend group a little harder. At the end of the day, I believe that all young people want to know that they have friends. They want to know that they belong and they fit in somewhere. This is part of their identity and this desire to belong and be a member of a group is actually a key developmental outcome that they need to grow and experience throughout adolescence. Remember how I said all young people are figuring out who they are and who they want to become? This constant changing, moving, and developing? This all plays into the truth that friendships can grow and change during middle school. Throughout this year, I have watched across all three grades, six, seven, and eight, friendships form and strengthen. I've even watched friendships dissolve. I've witnessed students shift and step out of their comfort zone and build different friend groups. I've watched some students trying to build the confidence that they need to leave their friend group 
because they don't feel like they fit in there anymore. But honestly, they weren't brave enough to do so. I've also seen some students struggle to find where they belong at all. I have heard arguments about boyfriends and girlfriends, scolding for talking to people outside of their group of friends, anger at not sharing answers on a test or on schoolwork, or getting better grades than a friend, frustration because someone's getting more attention or they're getting more playing time in a sport, and so much more. We add into the season of life with young people, sports, band, and choir performances, where students' skills and abilities start to make a difference in earning playing time and earning a solo or a leading role. This is when their knowledge, skills, and abilities begins to heighten differences. This is where some of their identity solidifies based on interests and even opportunities. Suddenly, for some young people, it can feel like their best friends are the competition. Some friends handle this well, others do not. So what exactly is a caring adult's role in friendships during these middle school years? How do we help young people navigate changes or even just the desire for there to be a change? Today, I offer you six thoughts on youth friendships in the middle school years. Whether you're a teacher, a parent, a coach, these are things that anyone can do. First, Create a space for young people to belong with you. In other words, be that safe place for them. Be the person that they know they can share their feelings with and they know that they can be honest there. Be an adult who knows their name and seeks them out to say hello and to make a connection. I realize if you're a teacher in a middle school, this might seem overwhelming, the thought of hundreds of students coming into your room. And it would be overwhelming. But just make sure that you're creating a space where young people can feel that they're seen and heard in your room and in your presence. You're going to connect more deeply with some than others, and that's okay. Second, be a great listener. The other day, one of our counselors shared that she basically asked students if they want her to just listen or if they want her to listen and then share her thoughts. She's empowering students to think about what they need. She's giving them the space to talk without judgment and then giving them the choice if they want guidance. This is a great approach that any caring adult can put into place. And she's also acknowledging the importance of just having a space where a young person can be listened to. Third, be an adult who speaks love and truth to young people. Ask them questions to help them figure out how they're feeling and then give them space to think about it and process it. Tell young people what you see of value in them. Acknowledge their feelings, their thoughts, but be prepared to call them out on actions and behaviors that are not healthy for them. If you've seen me work with young people, you would know that I am fairly direct and I call students out on things in a respectful way. They may not always like it in the moment, but they know that what I say comes from a place of wanting the best for them and from a place of seeing good in them. That honestly, in the end, matters more to them than what I say. Fourth, remember friendships are going to evolve and even end for some young people. There are times and appropriate situations where you might help mediate an argument. But if we always fix arguments for young people, they're going to miss the chance to grow skills. Our goal should be to help young people get to a place where they've built the skills in knowing how to handle and address conflict among friends. 
These middle school years and even the high school years are going to give them plenty of opportunities to put these skills into practice. Fifth, remember young people's experiences are their own. They need to belong and are seeking this as they navigate these middle school years. Your own experience in middle school is great to reflect on to help you empathize with them or to acknowledge that your experience was different. As caring adults, we don't want to relive our own experiences through the emotions of young people. In other words, sometimes we might have past hurts surface or resurface that we didn't even realize were still there. Own those for yourself, but don't give them to young people. Sixth, realize that you cannot always protect young people from hurting. This is a big one. It breaks my heart when students are hurting, especially as it relates to friendships, because I know how critical it is for young people to belong somewhere. But God didn't call me to keep youth from experiencing pain. Sometimes they have to walk through it in order to grow into who God wants them to be. When I think about my role with young people, I know it is to keep showing up and keep caring. My role is to model what it looks like to walk through pain and come out on the other side of it. My role is to help build young people back up when they feel torn down. And that's your role too. One last thing that I want to share about friendships today is something I realized last week. As the school year wraps up, students are tired. They are mentally done and ready for a break, downtime, and some space. Yes, I knew that, but I didn't fully connect that some friendships need that same break downtime, and space until I saw it in play last week. Summer break can be healthy for friendships because it allows a breather and a reset. For the friendships that are being stretched thin in the school right now, that's my hope and prayer, that this break will allow a healthy reset so that when school starts back up in the fall, they're in a better place. I hope you will join me in praying for the friendships of middle schoolers. Let's invite Jesus into these relationships. Well, that wraps up this episode of In the Middle of It All. I'll see you next time. Hey there, fellow youth workers. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember what Matthew 937 tells us, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In other words, keep showing up and keep caring.